Welcome to Society, a sociocultural commentary podcast hosted by Brooklyn residents Mina Lay and Issa Spies, who like spilling the tea just as much as drinking it. Focusing on issues concerning millennials and Generation Z, Society gives an inside glimpse into what it means to be navigating this day and age. For any feedback or commentary, you can reach us at societypodcast at gmail.com. So we're talking about self-care today, which is a $4.2 trillion industry. What are your thoughts on self-care? How do you define this? Um, I think for me, self-care is really just any kind of activity that you feel brings you a sense of healing um, mm-hmm. and de-stresses you. I think that it's a loaded term though these days because people are just so into saying everything that they do is self-care and it's become a bit of a trend, which I think is actually kind of counterproductive to self-care because there's like a pressure Mm -hmm. to engage with it. And I think that it should just be a practice that you don't have like any stress or pressure um, to when you're undertaking it. I don't know, how would you describe self-care, Issa? (laughs) I take it much the same way. I think from my perspective, I find it as a practice I can integrate into my day-to-day life. So it's not necessarily something that I have to like burn out in order to receive, but rather I can practice self-care by eating certain foods, breathing, um, having moments to myself, walking in nature. And in that sense, I think self-care is very customizable. So it's very much fit to the individual as opposed to being this recipe that I think capitalistic entities are throwing out at us. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about how like um, corporations have really monetized and capitalized on self-care. I remember like coming across an article that was talking about the hashtag self-care and there was like an example of this one hotel and They posted an Instagram post like, oh, like, come relax and enjoy your time here as part of your hashtag (laughs) self-care. And I'm like, there's nothing really that makes me think of self-care when I think of, like, cashing out on a hotel. Like, it's just, I feel become kind of classist and a part of an aesthetic um, to showcase on Instagram, which is really upsetting (laughs) Because I think that people at this point need self-care to, like, combat, like, the, the self-care industry. <laughs> right? It seems almost like an oxymoron it when is. you put it that way. Like, I think that it's just also our generation is so into it because we're so aware. We're, like, hyper aware of all these, like, environmental economic factors that are making life, like, a lot harder. Um... I think the conversation around mental health and mental illness, which wasn't really in conversation like years ago, um, being like a priority for people to like think of is really good. But at the same time, it's like now we think of self-care as like a be all end all solution to it, to everything, to all of our problems. And any time like something becomes like a trend, it's worth analyzing and reevaluating our relationship to it, um, mm-hmm. you know, to prevent sheeple behavior. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even seeing 
the happenings on social media and seeing ways that influencers or even like peers, people you know, um, are practicing the self-care movement and then thinking, oh, this is the only way there is to it. Like yeah. I have to drink the tummy tea. <laughs> I have to tea. like <laughs> sign up for that gym membership that I'm getting a promo code for. Uh-huh. And I think that's pretty toxic because, well, first of all, it capitalizes on the idea of like self-care and just taking care of the body, taking care of the soul, something that should, I think, be innately ingrained in our society. And it, although it unfortunately isn't, it's, mm-hmm. it's, because lots of these activities, even yoga, I mean, I'm, I'm a certified yoga instructor, haven't taught yet, but I notice even within that microcosm, so many studios, they cost so much money. So you have to like put out this money sometimes in order to achieve the well-being status, which perpetrates the capitalistic cycle because it's like you have to like work, work, work in order to even have that, the conceived access of self-care. Yeah, but then also it's like if you're working so much, like more than like full-time even, like why would you even think of like indulging in self-care? Like you're probably so tired, like the idea of just going to the gym is just like, why like why, like on my time off would I like go to the gym and like exhaust myself even more and I think that's like the problem with self-care because people um think it's only these certain activities because yeah to some people going to the gym is a form of self-care but I don't think it's like gonna be a form of self-care for everyone and mm-hmm. it is such like a privileged thing to I don't think it should be privileged, like, to say, like, oh, I, like, am taking care of myself. That should not Mm -hmm. require any amount of privilege to do. But I feel like in this society, in the way that we come to understand self-care, it's, like, it is privileged. You know, you go on Instagram, you see, like, some girl, like, lighting her, like, 25 candles, like, around the (laughs) bathtub, you know, like, essential oils, um... You know, going even going to a cat cafe, you have to pay like $25 to pet cats. Yeah, and it's interesting because you're noting all these activities or products that cost money. Yeah. They're all tied to like, oh, I have to put down something yeah, in order yeah, to, to like take part in this, in this self-care preconceived, you know, ideology. And it's like, it also doesn't have to be that way. But I think yeah. that's what we're fed. So that's what we associate self-care with when I think there's also like a lot more to it. Like it could be tied into just simple endeavors too. Calling a friend. Breathing. Breathing. (laughs) My favorite thing in the world. Taking deep breaths from the diaphragm, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And um, also looking to the community too as a support system and an exchange. And I think that's also something really important to note is the idea of community care. So instead of relying on getting care from these products, from these activities that cost so much money, instead um, finding that support and finding well-being through the people you surround yourself with, especially during times as well when you know there's a lot of issues with social justice, with the environment, and these are tough times to be living in, especially for young people. And so having that support system, I think, is essential. I think it's, like, kind of crazy how, you know, 
the idea of like community care and just like you know checking in on your friends like helping your friend who's depressed do laundry or like simple tasks like those kinds of things are kind of like what's the word um encouraged um when it comes to those like guides of like how to deal with a friend who has depression but when you think of like self-care like those kinds of things get like shoved into you know under some rug and it's like why is self-care um like branched off from like actual like mental health um mental illness um recovery in a way you know what i mean like self-care has become like Mm -hmm. something that like everyone needs but then so much of it is tied to like mental health Mm -hmm. and mental health problems Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's a band-aid solution a lot of times because you know when you're when you're dealing with like depression and anxiety like that can really like get quite bad and it's like sometimes you do need professional help and having someone say oh just drink like eight glasses of water a day (laughs) is not going to do anything for you Mm -hmm. but if everyone's kind of like pushing that same agenda you're going to be like oh well this should work for me and it's not going to work and then you just feel worse about yourself because you're like self-care is what everyone's doing self-care has this like these kinds of connotations people say it works for them and it doesn't always because it goes back to what we said earlier it's different for everyone Mm -hmm. um yeah and i think the example is eating the ice cream you know versus like eating the salad like you can practice self-care on both those avenues depending on what state you're in and what you need in that moment and that's completely fine yeah, I think, like, the unfortunate thing about it is self-care is um, kind of feminized. I don't know if that's, like, the right word for it, but, like, mm-hmm. it's there's a big correlation between um, self-care and, like, you know, feminine activities or, like, maintenance, which is why, like, like that figure you said earlier with the $4.2 trillion, like, most of it is um, going to the beauty industry, mm-hmm. and that's considered self-care, which is... I don't know, it kind of like makes you think about the gender divide too with that. Um, um, Cause like, you know, guys also need self-care. Everyone needs Everyone self-care. Everyone needs it, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, was like, okay, but like, yes, because then, you know, there's so many toxic um, like pressures that come with like being like a woman or being like femme. And that includes like these restrictive dieting practices and mm-hmm. like, you know, someone might, like, not think of eating ice cream as a form of self-care because, like, they're like, I have to be skinny. I have to, you know, look like this person. So eating the salad and making sure that I'm fitting into this, like, body type that's um, so coveted is self-care. But it's, like, not self-care because you're, like, fitting into these, like, stereotypes that you don't like or that you um, feel, like, you know, kind of trapped by in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) I think I agree with that. I think innately because, like, femininity ties into, like, nurturing and and taking care. I guess if you're looking at this from, like, someone who's, like, a cis female and, like, taking Mm -hmm. care of a baby, for instance, you kind of propagate that same mentality towards, like, yourself. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, it just, like... It just all comes back to, like, the idea of, like, it being different for every person. I don't understand how we can have 
one set recipe for every person. Like, for instance, I'll go out and say this now, like I was vegan for three years (laughs) (laughs) and I was eating that way um, for such a long time. And I will still say that like today I'm plant-based, but I'm no longer vegan. And part of it was because I became very malnourished. My body Mm. wasn't wasn't feeling good on this diet. And even though this diet, you know, is presumably meant to help the planet, um, help the self too, it wasn't working well for me. So I had to like check myself and I now qualify myself as like an intuitive eater. And that works a lot better for me because I just recognize that like one strict way of looking at stuff isn't, isn't the way it should be. And I'm sure a lot of the self-care too, it probably for so long had stemmed also from a very like upper class, like white community based mentality. Um, And then, so even from that standpoint too, it's like, well, it's, it's also not going to like work for everyone too, if it comes from that place, because that's not very inclusive, not inclusive. And not accessible as well for everyone. Um, Yeah, but I think overall, like, and I think about like marketing and the industry, I think like it's unfortunate, but they've found a niche. They, as in like the capitalists of the world, have found a niche that they can really like- Upper middle-class women. (laughs) Yeah, which they can like propagate on and in turn, it leaves our wallets depleted and leaves us just also like wanting more and more and more. So it ties into cons- consumerism as well. Cause like, yeah, we become like unsatisfied with just like one self care, you know, beauty product. We need like all five. <laughs> it's like cyclical too, you know, it's like, oh, like, yeah, your wallet is depleted so you can go get a facial. And then, you know, you're like, fuck, like I need to make more money so I can, you know, and then you're like stressed and then you're like, oh my God, I'm working overtime. And it's like, oh, I need another facial. And it's like, (laughs) you just like, it's, it's so, oh, it's awful. (laughs) It is. It's awful because it's like the cycle will like continue unless people kind of like really become more constructive about the system that they're caught up in. Because like, I've had some friends, like they tell me and like, I understand too, like we, Within the system, we need to make money because we need to survive, we need to feed ourselves, we need to clothe ourselves, we need to have shelter. Um, but sometimes I hear like anecdotes about people who spend their day at their desk from nine to seven and they even like eat lunch at their desk. And it's like, cause- I do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so crazy to me because I'm someone and I definitely need like to change my scenery you know, at least once during the day, I need to, like, get outside, get fresh air, get the vitamin D, you know, like, know. on my face. But, I mean, again, you know, this is from my lens, so maybe it also just comes down to, like, people, people, you know, there might be a, someone else who's sitting at their desk, like, spraying, you know, their lavender essential oil on them. And then so then they're content because then they can get through the day. But I think, you know, it's sort of just pinpointing a little deeper and seeing that, Indeed, it's it's systems. We're we're deconstructing systems that have been in place um, that just put put us in this continuous continuous cycle. Yeah, and yeah, of course. Like also, like another just problem with self care and how we as a society bleh, as a society view self care is like, you know, we're not critiquing any systems because we're just so focused on the self. Um, we're not thinking of like the self 
in respect to like it like our place in society we're just like oh well this is my life this is what I need to get by mm-hmm. like to live another day um I need to you know what what other self-care things are there like I need to light incense and yeah. like burn some sage acupuncture like, <laughs> <laughs> my <right>? new endeavor <laughs> um it's uh it's not a real solution because mm-hmm. you're rather than saying like oh I actually you know don't think working at this job is for me it brings me anxiety and stress um you're just like okay well I'll just do this job and then go home and like try to decompress as much as I can <laughs> and as dramatically as I can yeah <laughs> when it's like or you could just you know reevaluate what you're doing um reevaluate your relationship with your worker like your coworkers your boss Mm-hmm. your industry and be like am I satisfied with this and I think even saying that does come from a place of privilege you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we think of like people who are really low income I don't even think that they can even fathom like the idea of self-care mm-hmm. you know because they're like I'm struggling with like pennies to afford to feed my kids or something right. like the idea of buying anything extra for myself mm-hmm. like is just unreasonable Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to go anywhere useful, which is really upsetting. I yeah, think. I think I don't know, like, really how to pinpoint a solution to something like that. But I think taking like the I mean, I think this is a solution to many things, but taking like the monetary stamp off of stuff, I feel yeah. like helps. Like if let's say like yoga is something that someone who's lower income wants to pursue, making sure like there's donation based options making sure, um, yeah, that there's access to tools that don't come with that, like, monetary stamp. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to flip back. I actually want to ask you a question about um, self-care because I once was kind of plagued with this um, exchange where um, someone denoted me as self-centered for, like, practicing my self-care activities. Uh-huh. What do you think about that? Do you think sometimes self-care can be seen as, like, self-centered? Or is that just the way, like, society has, like, plagued us to think because we're not given the opportunity to really tap into these these. That's a loaded question. Habits. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of goes with what I said about how, like, self-care has become so associated with womanhood and feminine... Um, maintenance and stuff because then it's like yeah women are critiqued for being self-centered for just like trying to survive and you know excel so I think it's kind of hard to say like is self-care self-centered without also thinking of that contextually but also you know I think we all have a right to be a little self-centered when it comes to like our um our personal like therapy and um mental health Mm -hmm. issues you know, if you're struggling from something, it's kind of unrealistic for you to be helping another person who is struggling, too. It's like the idea of, like, you know, putting on the oxygen mask on yourself before <laughs> yeah. putting it on your child <laughs> on the airplane. But it's true. It's like if you can't, if you don't feel like you're center, you can't help anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you can argue, like, oh, someone is, like, you're self-centered because all you think about is, like, doing yoga and you're not like hanging out with me when I need you. But at the same time, it's like, if you're not doing that, then you're not gonna be like a great person to be around um, right. for right. other people. So I think it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I think like the problem with um, self-care when it 
when we talk about it being self-centered is when we think of it on a more systemic scale where it's like oh someone like Kylie Jenner or just like an influencer with like a large following is really just pushing these like Ugh, <laughs> wallet depleting <laughs> products. Tummy tea. Yeah, and they're like, they're, you know, their image is focused on themselves. I think that is a form of self-centeredness that's like not beneficial to anyone. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, look at me. Like, I'm so hot. Like, I'm doing this. Like, And again, it's like money tied into yeah. that too. I think yeah. that's when it com- becomes very much um, toxic. Yeah. Because it's like, she, I mean, who even knows if she, like, likes these products? She definitely doesn't. Like, who, okay, I'm going to say that there is no way people use all the products. Like, if they're getting new products sent, like, once a week, yeah. it takes me, like, months to get through one cleanser. You know? Oh, yeah. You probably just, like, use it, like, blah, 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 like, toss mm-hmm. it out the next day, resell it somewhere, mm-hmm. um, or do a giveaway. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's really just because you don't want these products. It's not because, like, you actually, like are doing something nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes it's, like, in between, but, like, it's a level of inauthenticity that I can't really stand behind. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think self-centeredness is kind of just, like, a loaded word in general. It is. Because, like, there's it a is. difference between, like, being, like, taking care of yourself and then being selfish or, um, Right. You know. And I think, for me personally, like, I have had the blessing of being exposed to a lot of, like, I guess maybe ancient practices that are Uh tied into well-being, like yoga, meditation. Now I'm more into, like, Reiki as of recent. And so I think it's also just the fact that, like, I have a lot of tools under my belt. Like, Mm -hmm. and as I'm getting to know myself more, I know when to use these tools and what helps me to stay grounded. And I think I don't see myself as self-centered for taking care of like my body too because it's also like this gets more spiritually based but like (laughs) you know like the body is the vessel for the soul and it's Uh like this body too like if I am blessed right now to have um, the opportunity to engage in these practices to make sure that you know I'm stretching that I'm taking care of this body that I'll be in for the rest of my life I'm I'm gonna continue to do that but I think mm-hmm. it's also the way I see it now is like because I have this wisdom I want to be able to like spread the wisdom to others and know that you know within their own self-care techniques um, they can also tap into to these practices as well like giving the option which is why at some point I'd like to teach a yoga class or (laughs) get into um, touch healing as Mm -hmm. probably next year. Um, What is your self-care routine? Or like, I don't like, actually, I really don't like that way that's that's phrased, you know? But what do you do to to feel good? Wait, okay, sidebar. Yeah. Like, just like the way that is phrased, right? It sounds so fake. It sounds fake. It's something that like, you know, I feel like it, comes with this idea that you have curated, like, the perfect routine. Um, You practice it constantly. (laughs) I think it is inauthentic because my self-care is definitely different per day. It's whatever I feel I need for Mm -hmm. that day, and it's not going to be the same every single day. And I think that's also, like, a problem with self-care. It's, like, people see it as very rigid. So... Even for themselves, it's like, okay, well, you know, yoga is not part of my self-care, but, you know, eating good is part of my self-care. But, like, still, why do I need to eat good every day for it to be considered Mm self-care? And 
I think also just using self-care to describe like any kinds of activities that bring you joy or um, de-stresses you is kind of just like also a little counterproductive because it holds this weight with mm-hmm. it. I could say calling my friend and making plans is self-care because, you know, I'm an extrovert and I like seeing people. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of weird to say like, oh, like making plans with people is self-care. But it is self-care, mm-hmm. you know. But maybe um, it's also just like it's being human too. Yeah. And it's like it's weird that we've like differentiated something that is bringing us joy, making us happy, making us feel fulfilled as something that's like kind of like exclusive to that terminology (laughs) yeah hashtagable exactly but inherently it's like I think as a human like that's just part of like I mean maybe I can tie in like Maslow's hierarchy of needs (laughs) like how he's like explain what that is (laughs) it's like um a psychology pyramid that basically shows like the stages in order to well, now it's changed a little bit. It's transcendence on top, but it's also like self-fulfilling prophecy. So you mm. need shelter, love, I think following goals. And basically it's like all this, all these categories that tie into like you feeling like, ah, like just like at ease. Mm-hmm. But it's very much just like innate in in who we are. Like it's not, like we're not meant to be also like going, 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 going. Yeah. Which is like, Sometimes you just notice so much in New York, especially. I think like, people do feel that way, though, that they're meant to be going, yeah. going, going. Do you think <laughs> it's, like, what do you think, like, kind of got us to that point? Um, I feel like capitalism is, like, a cop-out answer. Yeah. Like, it's just the system. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it kind of is just, like, you know, with the way that we are progressing as a society, with, like, the inventions of all these technologies that are supposed to keep things more efficient and more productive. It's like we've just gotten into the mindset of being efficient, and that includes just, like, literally everything we do is, um, you know, working, like, efficiently, shopping efficiently, um, even just, like, I have caught myself, like, listening to a podcast while also reading <laughs> some, like, article because I'm, like, surely I can do both and right. I can't. I can't do both. <laughs> but, like, I'm, like, I need to take in more as much information as I can within a small amount of time, mm-hmm. um, which I think is sad. But in a way, like, self-care is, like, a good movement in that because it is, like, pushing for us to prioritize, like, slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're constantly trying to optimize. We're constantly trying to just get the most out of situations, I think, instead of sometimes just, like, being with it. Because I feel like when we're not being productive, then we feel like we are sort of purposeless or that we're wasting time. Like, if I, for instance... I don't do this very often, but let's say I'm, like, lying in bed and I just, like, decide I want to stare at the ceiling. Like, I'll start to feel bad about that because it's, like, I'm not really, quote, unquote, like, doing doing anything anything besides (laughs) just, like, looking at the paint globs. But I know from um, even, like, some philosophers like Henry Thoreau, um, who... Ugh. Wrote Walton, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a dense piece of literature. But um, he, like, he he definitely like spoke a lot to that in terms of just like that's the idea of like being in nature and just kind of letting things be. Because when he was out at his cabin, that's all he did. He just sat out there and like 
watched algae form in the river and just like, like took notes on lake, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I think those moments, I think it's interesting because people don't realize that we need those moments of kind of like mm-hmm. mind mindlessness in order to cultivate ideas. In a way, mindlessness is productive. It is. Because I feel like it's not normal for your brain to be running like at that high intensity constantly. Like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you're in college and you're like studying for a test and you're like, ugh, do I sleep for (laughs) two hours? And then, or like, do I pull like an all-nighter? And it's like, you're not going to be as productive the next day if you're an all-nighter, like if you're pulling an all-nighter. Like Mm -hmm. you, if you take that time to rest, like you can work more efficiently. And I think it's like part of like the cycle of like rest and work. Um, But I think unfortunately with like phones and stuff and social media, which is constantly updating at all times because, you know, we're all globally connected, all these different time zones. There's no designated rest period. Mm -hmm. Um, Something's always happening. It's like, and also like in a way, checking your phone isn't like, it takes like a lot, but you don't realize it takes a lot. Right. So you're not like, you don't feel tired from doing it, but it is tiring to you. Exactly. I don't know, but like, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, I think it's like, when I am tired and when I should be going to bed, sometimes I'll whip out my phone and then instead of like sleeping, which is what like my body's telling me to do, I'll just be on social media scrolling for like, what ends up being an hour and it's yeah. like, oh my God. And you don't notice the time is gone. You don't, because it's <laughs> just so habitual and it's like you're in that like warp. Um, and then I put off like something that like my body's actually telling me to do, which is to sleep. Yeah. And like being young, I feel like definitely I don't prioritize sleep as much as I quote unquote should. And I say should as in like, you know, it's it's all these, like, statistics, like, getting nine hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's also very customizable to the self yeah. and how much you need. Um, but I do, yeah, I definitely notice, like, the flip side, like you're saying. Like, if I don't sleep, then I'm cranky. And it's like, you know, at some point, yeah. too, um, I think burnout culture is really relevant to this as well. Because, like, when you go, 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 you're going to be, like, depleted. Like, I knew, yeah. I know when I do that, I get sick. That's what happens because I'm so, like, my immune system is just wiped out. I feel like, in a way, like, the millennial generation, and this may seem very, like, I don't know, controversial, but I think (laughs) we are, like, the burnout generation. Like, I think we burn out so, I guess, like, I say that not because I don't think people in, like, the 70s were burnt out either, but just, like, this idea where it's, like, we're burnt out at every single socioeconomic class because of, like, technology, Mm-hmm. You know, like you could be like a multimillionaire and you could still feel burnt out, I think, just with like the constant information that's always exactly. coming to you. You never feel like you're unplugged unless you actually like seek it. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for a lot of people to recognize that they need. Like I remember I tried meditating like a month ago. <laughs> that was my last attempt. Yes, nothing <laughs> for I you. Was like, wow, like two minutes of breathing is so long (laughs) but then like two minutes of being on my phone like scrolling through Instagram it goes by so fast Mm -hmm. um wait were you the one who told me that was like when you're like on your phone your like heart rate like speeds up I don't think it was me but that's I feel like that's definitely true because you're looking for like the next hit 
Because yeah. with being on social media, it's a gamble. And that's why yeah. we enjoy being on it is because we don't know whether we're going to get an emotion that's super euphoric or super, like, downpolling. Uh-huh. So then we just keep going, going until that, like, hits us. And I could see yeah. it, like, taking a lot. It takes a lot out of you, too. And then, I mean, there's so much, too, with, like, our necks being cr- cramped yeah. as well. <laughs> and bad posture. Bad posture. <laughs> there's, like... I mean, bad eyesight. Bad eyesight. <laughs> the list goes on and on oh and on. Gosh. And I think it's, I think um, it's like a wake up call, I think, just to practice more like awareness and intentionality, yeah. I think, with with day to day routines too. Like, we all have obligations. Like, at work, for instance, like I stand for like a super long time. But I know, like, I'm I'm allowed, I'm not a robot, I'm allowed to go downstairs to the basement and get a glass of water for a few yeah. minutes, you know? Like, it doesn't, you know, we don't need to and be... And that's self-care. That knowing is. Knowing what you need at that point and doing it for yourself. Yeah, and I think also I feel, like, rebellious in the best way because it's, like, I am caught up in the system because I'm here and I need to, like, make money to live. Mm-hmm. But I can take those moments for myself. And I think I, I learn, you know, more and more about just, like, integrating small mm-hmm. things into, my, into, like, my life. And just notice when it, like, helps me. And yeah. so that's why I, like, continue to do it. Um, but I would say, like, a, a big thing is breath. I mean, not even, like, meditating, because, yeah. like, that can be challenging for people and even finding the time to do that. But And, like, fully, like, unplugging. Yeah. I feel like if you live in, like... Uh, like housing complex where it's like the walls are thin and like mm-hmm. everyone's like so like wild and crazy like it's hard to find like a full like moment of peace right yeah right but go on where you like <laughs> no I agree with, with that I agree with that I think I think like um well I think part of going back to like our phones like I think that propagates a lot of anxiety because mm-hmm. I think instead of looking at our anxiety straight on, we cover it up with the scrolling. Because the scrolling is like this really nice distraction to like take our minds off of whatever it is that we're like latched onto. So then I find like just taking up, like breathing. And I've lately been like taking breaths and like holding the breath on top. So you kind of like inhale, you're like, and then you hold the breath on the top and then you exhale. And I just find that I really like that as like an easy, easy thing to do yeah. um, when you just need a little bit of self-care. <laughs> and it's it's free. Yeah. And it's like, that's that's the stuff that... And you that, can do it really anywhere. That's the yeah. nice thing about it. And it's like more, I think more tools like that. I mean, I remember in high school, it was only just starting, but in English class, mm-hmm. someone came from like this mindfulness yeah, I program. That. Yeah, um, and yes. would um, sit us at the beginning of class, you know, in our desks, and then we'd have like a ten-minute body scan, and we'd be breathing, we'd be relaxing different limbs, and it was just like a nice way to like prep for the class and just for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I think those are the types of tools that we should be showcasing to yeah. younger audiences. Like, I mean, we're millennials, but. Like my sister, your brother being Gen Zers, like yeah. definitely something that should be taught, I think, in the school system. And as I well. think it's like good to be teaching that. Like even from like, you know, elementary school, just giving kids like the tools that they need to equip them with like like, you know, like just like the pressures of adult life. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I 
I actually feel like when I was younger, like I didn't take those things seriously, like the mindfulness stuff. I was kind of like, oh, it's like a joke. Like we're just like breathing in class. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like now I'm like, ugh, like, yeah, I need that. And I think, I think it's because they introduced it a little too late. Mm-hmm. To a point where you're already, like, caught into the system of it. Like, the stress of waking up at, like, 6 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Going back Awful. home. Like, sleeping at 3 because you have, like, three papers due on the same day. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those yeah. were the times that I try not to remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I just... Ugh, not to, like, completely, like, cycle back, like, five conversations before. But I just, like, remembered... Um, Like, seeing something, I think it was, like, on Twitter or something, where um, someone was being criticized for spending, like, $10 a week on avocado toast. And Mm. because, like, they were asking for money from people online. And they were like, oh, but why do you, like, buy these luxuries and stuff? And it's, like, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, even though um, we, as a society, I feel understand the need for self-care it's we still choose to demonize people for not being able to afford it mm-hmm. you know it's like so what this person gets like ten dollar toast once a week just to keep them going like that right. is self-care and that's necessary that's like worth the money right um, right and it's just just because you can't pay rent doesn't mean you can't like you know you you're not you're not allowed to indulge into like like pleasures of life, you right. know? It's like it's unfair. Right. It's um, right. which is like, I think, relates to what we're saying about how like in schools, there's like a lack of education when it comes to self care, and I think that's like literally where it becomes like most accessible, like because kids are supposed to go to school, like no matter what um, income bracket their parents belong in, and if we just like you know, teach kids, like, how to decompress, whether that be literally just, like, painting mm-hmm. with, like, school supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm a huge propagator of creativity to yeah. deal with emotions, to deal with problems in life in a healthy way. Yeah. And I think that's, like, super, super important. I think it's kind of sad that, like, there's so little resources, um, mm-hmm. so little funding to go into these things because it's, like, Mental health is important, and now it's so annoying when we go into, like, whenever someone, you know, passes away or, like, is dealing with something, like a celebrity where it becomes, like, big news, everyone's like, oh, my God, like, we really need to make this, like, a conversation, and it's like, we're not giving people the tools to handle this. We're not really caring as a community. Mm-hmm. Community care. Community care. Community care. <laughs> you need more of that in these in these times. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah, definitely something that is really real. And I think, I think like, also, there, there needs to be a little bit more, um, I think, also dialogue from people maybe in power, too, who can, like, speak more to this, mm-hmm. um, who have a voice and, like, who have a platform. Um, because I think there is, there is like, especially, in, like, nowadays, there's a lot more... Um, a lot more about mindfulness, a lot more about um, the self-care stuff. But mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, less less tied into capitalism, more into tied into like what it really means to be human. I think yeah. I want to see I want to see more of that, and um, and even like 
the fact that like we like we all are on our phones and we'll continue to be on our phones. So, so like trying to like navigate that too in a way that's um, that's healthy and that's a yeah. hard one. That's definitely that's... a hard one. But luckily, like there are some apps that exist. If like let's say meditation is a technique that you like to integrate, um, I've I've started unfollowing people that. Like that's a self care to me me itself. Yeah, that just don't like align with me and aren't inspiring me. Yeah. Um, and I guess yeah, I guess just navigating technology too, decluttering it. You know, mm-hmm. making it, like, a pleasant space to be in. Right. Yeah, I think it's never going to be fully pleasant just because it's so stimulating. But just, yeah. like, I think logging in and, like, seeing, like, an influencer posting things that you can't afford. That's, like, not healthy for you. You're just going right. to get angry. Right, and that might um, mean deleting the app, which I did. I practiced digital minimalism, <laughs> as I've told you about many times, in April. So for a whole month, I was off of Instagram, which might seem you know, not, it might seem crazy to some people, also might seem like, oh, whatever, you know, Mm because, like, those people aren't on Instagram. But for me, it was very transformative because I became much more present. Um, And then through this book, you just realize, like, with the digital world, how you can kind of, um, you can decide what you want to keep and what you want to let go of. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we have this amazing tool, so if we can use it to our benefit, Right. Then There's, we it's should. It's not a black and white issue with technology. Yeah. Like it's definitely good in some ways. Like GPS, very thankful for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like even like, you know, the, I know you don't have it turned on, but the location, like with your friends mm-hmm. and stuff, it's, it is like, it's community care, I would say. Like being able to see that your friend made it home safely right. from the club. Right. Um. Yeah, so it's I like think... navigating these practices in this modern day that we live in and figuring out how, you know, we can kind of live in the best of both worlds. Because yeah. as millennials, as Gen Z, technology is inevitable. Yeah. So it's finding balance. It's finding ways, you know, to use tech as a tool or maybe we sometimes need it as a distraction too. And I think we can't be so hard on ourselves, yeah. you know. But also finding time, like, nature really is something that's – rejuvenating there's yeah. been a lot of studies on it so finding time to to make it outside get to, some vitamin d yeah sit in the <laughs> sunlight go among the trees also very important um so. and touch is also very important mm-hmm. just being able to touch like a tree mm-hmm. i think people Feeling your kind connection. of think it's like trivial or like unimportant you but like become a tree hugger you know no i'm not becoming a tree <laughs> hugger <laughs> but just like you know what i mean like that's what I think, like, you know, is something nice about, like, yoga. Like, really feeling in tune with, like, your body mm-hmm. and, like, where it is in this space on the earth. Mm-hmm. And I think just recognizing that because technology kind of pulls you away and it puts you in a different, yes. like, reality. You're, like, in another realm. Um, so just feeling grounded. Because your your body is grounded. It's, like, your mind that's, like, taking off. Mm-hmm. And the body and the mind are so connected and important. Um, both are important in self-care. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, agreed, yeah. agreed. Um, I think we just touched on a lot of different types of activities you can use for self-care. Um, but I think 
for each individual person, just just sitting with it, you know, testing yeah. things out, going to a yoga class. Okay, that doesn't work for you. Totally fine. You know, you can yeah. try something else. You can decide to do nothing at all. But I think part of it is curating, cultivating a self-awareness mm-hmm. so that you know really what you need in certain situations. Um, you can understand what triggers you and then how to, how to deal with it in yeah. a proper way, in a healthy way. And I think like, even though we're kind of like, you know, condemning technology in a way, it's like, if it really brings you joy to just like relax on the couch and watch Netflix for two hours after work, like that's fine. Like Mm -hmm. it's just knowing what your body needs. And that might not, like, I think that was me at one point in my life, like in college, that was like my escapism, my self care, but that's like changed over time. Like living in a city, being so disconnected with nature. And I think it's just being open to redefining how um, you want to tackle self-care and like the the different activities that you do. It doesn't have to be the same all the time. It doesn't have to be continuous. There's no like right way to do it as long as it decompresses you, makes you feel calm and safe. I think that's a great note to end off on. (laughs) Okay. Perfect conclusion to this podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to having you for our next session.